One of the reasons I started this podcast was because I made some money at Facebook. I said, oh, I have enough money. I'm just going to not work. Shortly thereafter, I felt depressed and lonely and adrift with no identity whatsoever. Do you see that a lot with entrepreneurs, people who sell their company and then all of a sudden have a lot of dough? Paul, that is the number one referral I get. My guess is you had a fabulous first three to six months, right? It was uh, awesome. Like, uh, it was <laughs> yes, yes. Your mind lies to you about what makes you happy. We have all these intuitions about the things we should be doing. And by and large, a lot of those intuitions are wrong. <laughs> I will be making the jokes today, Rabbi. So. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my having a bundle of currency in my pocket means that I have pleased another human being. Let's say I give away a third of my income. What's the reward? I rather think that the rewards are internal. The rewards are, it mattered that I live. Anything really, truly worth doing is going to be hard. Embrace the hardship. Professor Deaton, does money buy happiness? Well, maybe I could start with the joke since you're a comedian. (laughs) Basic utility function in economics is that more is better than less. And the world is just absolutely like their backs are breaking under the amount of stuff that we have. Your kids, like mine, are being raised in affluence. Does that worry you? It's a bummer, but... It beats the alternative because I'm not going back to eating egg salad for dinner every day. They keep discovering that as people age, happiness tends to diminish through midlife around age 50 and then increase right to the end of life. And it's important to me as a mother to provide them with a toolbox with all the tools I can possibly think of. How do you do that when they're coming from a place of affluence? They see wealth and I deprive them on purpose (laughs) all the time. I don't like waste. The thing that's weird is how sort of casual everyone else is about it. How long did it take for you to habituate to the thrill of winning the Nobel Prize and being knighted? I remember many, many years ago talking socially to a shrink who said, we call that disease Nobel Prize-itis. You certainly prepare for your interviews, I'll tell you that. 